That was the Stockton Machine with Manhattan Choo Choo. It's 5.17 p.m., according to our current mayor, and definitely not 9.17, like the rest of the country thinks. You're listening to Fakahatchee Radio, KFAK. I'm Horace Wexler. The wind is very expensive. That's what my mom did to me in the woods. Helicopter that's raging back there. Our quail, more sexually promiscuous on cocaine. Here are the headlines from around the globe, currently trending on the FakahatchieGazette.com website. FakahatchieGazette.com. We break the news and then blame it on you when mom gets mad. Gwyneth Paltrow eats single slice of bread, declares self fat as fuck to anyone in immediate earshot. President Biden promises to find common ground between Democrats and the angry hornet that keeps buzzing around your soda at the picnic. Space junk damages the International Space Station's robotic arm. No word from NASA yet on how a dirty stained mattress got up there. And to boost post-quarantine subscriptions, Planet Fitness announces new eat-a-stick-of-butter night. Many of the towns that had profited in the wake of skyrocketing horseradish prices are now facing an economic downturn. Here's Chuchi Bonham with a special report. The booms grow further and further apart. You barely even hear them echo anymore. This whole valley used to be full of the booms, all hours of the day, and occasionally a scream or two. Now there's almost nothing. I'm in Radish Hole, Montana, a town I wouldn't be caught dead in if I didn't have to be. Sporting a light blue crop top and a pair of jeggings that once distracted a jogger into running into a lamppost. Those loud explosions now stand only as a sparse reminder of the intense economic growth many of these so-called radish boomdowns experienced in the wake of the global horseradish shortage. An audible sign of the economy slowing down. During the shortage, horseradish spiked in value, at one point trading higher than gold. But now thousands of dynamite farmers who had rushed to these towns to seek their fortune are looking elsewhere to strike it rich, and no longer at dumpy little shithole towns like Radish Hole, Montana. We're a town of 4,000 people, but at our peak, we had 80,000, 90,000 dynamite farmers swarming here. We were a a real hotbed. Now maybe 10,000 of us here total. We got 20 brothels. A lot of those whores ain't gonna be able to make ends meet. And those gentlemen need to eat. We've got 10 dynamite shops. What's gonna happen to all those dynamite saleswomen? What's gonna happen to all that dynamite? That's Mayor R.K. Wintmiller, a portly man with a hairline that looks like it was painted on. And I suspect he's probably done it to impress me. But I am not fooled. He was elected during the boom when the future of radish holes seemed pretty sweet. At one point, he put forth a proposal to coat Main Street in a thin sheet of gold, a proposal that passed with overwhelming support. Real El Dorado vibes. You don't see too many towns with gold streets. It, uh, real impractical in retrospect. It's a very soft metal, tough to keep clean. He assumed the party would go on forever, and he wasn't alone. But now he's been forced to take a hard look at his town and the grim reality that set in. Like turning the lights on in a bar at 4am and seeing the horrible grotesqueries you've been drinking with the whole time and thinking, oh God, did you kiss the one that looks like the surface of the moon? 
And so the mayor, like many of the other residents here, has been wondering what's next for Radish Hall, and why is it certainly being bulldozed into rubble. It keeps me up at night, for sure. Yeah, we had to disassemble the road to cover last month's sewage bill. But others like Prince Coinhob, a longtime resident and part-time bird groomer, think they see the writing on the wall. Look, I was born here, but uh, even I can look around and think unless something changes, uh, this town is done. We can't go back to making pinball machines. The pinball factory is closed. Uh, same with the slap bracelet plant and, uh, and the pog print works. And the fidget spinner outlet has been downsizing for months. Uh, we got lucky with the horseradish, but uh, you look now and it's all wasabi futures, so everyone's packing up and headed to Japan. Dewa matinee, I guess. You look really nice. He, or she, frankly, it's hard to tell, and I didn't ask them about their pronouns, is not wrong. I look fantastic. Me being in Radish Hole is like when the Wizard of Oz moves from black and white to color. But they're also not wrong about Radish Hole. It seems like the hamlet is destined for the trash heap. But I'm reminded it was founded almost 200 years ago. It's seen a lot of trends come and go in that time, something that has the mayor a little more hopeful and still looking to the future. We're in a bit of a hole, but we'll do the best we can. I think the long timers will stick it out. Maybe in the future we can redo the road in aluminum. Something almost as shiny, but not quite as expensive. And we'll use that extra dynamite and try to make as big and deep a hole as we can. Maybe we'll get lucky and some tourists will want to see the hole. Then a few will tick-tock us and bang, we're back in business. Or maybe they won't, but we're going to keep trying. Hear that? Now that's the sound of the future. A hole to dig them out of a hole. This is Chuchi Bonham, reporting to you from the physical manifestation of depression, Radish Hole, Montana. Back to you, Horace. Thanks, Chuchi. Hopefully Radish Hole will, will be able to turn it around out there. Uh, turning to American news. America. The left and right continue to keep a close watch on Tanisha Ublett, a waitress in Nebraska who is one of only five people left in America who remain uncancelled. Miss Ublett has called the focused attention troubling. This is Crab Manhandler, a spokesperson for the GOP, speaking on their behalf. Let's be straight. We, the GOP, deplore cancel culture, and if we find Miss Ublett supports it, then we will deploy sweeping boycotts of Miss Ublett, her restaurant, her family, and across all her social media to erase her off the map. But let's be very clear, these are boycotts. These are not canceling. But the left have also issued their statement with Rana Ochoa Bernholtz speaking on their behalf. With the bulk of America canceled, those that aren't canceled now have an unfair advantage over the 99%. Until the cancellation inequality is more fairly and evenly distributed, we are not afraid to cancel the 1% who enjoy the privilege of being uncanceled, a privilege the canceled cannot enjoy. We reached out to Ms. Ublet, but she was too afraid to comment. Oh, we're, we seem to be getting some breaking news here. Uh, friend suddenly into crypto. We take you live to this story as it develops. Oh, blockchain, blockchain. 
Aye, Horus, things are getting pretty confused down here as we try to reason through what exactly this friend is talking about, as none of it really seems to make sense. What we do gather is they seem to think they're making money, but can't clearly explain why. We've asked to see what they're buying, and they said they can't show us. We will have more on this story as it develops, or, you know, hopefully goes away entirely. Right now, we're not sure if we're missing out and need to get on board, or about to lose a friend because they won't shut up about it. I'd put our listeners' odds at 50-50. Horace? All right. All right. Well, I, I don't love those odds, but uh, we will keep a close watch on this situation and uh, keep you updated as events warrant. The U.S. and 20 other NATO allies joined together with bombers and fighter jets in a mass flyover event that crossed multiple NATO countries. The mission, per its commanders, was said to help establish credibility of common defense and enhanced readiness to show Putin what absolutely great friends we are and how he will never be cool enough to be part of the NATO Best Friends Club, partially because he's always taking his shirt off all the time. In turning to local news, when news breaks, we're there. All right, local news. Uh, well, while our recent efforts here at KFAK have helped, uh, I know many of you out there are still dealing with errant gators. We reached out to the mayor's office today and were essentially told that uh, we're on our own out here. So uh, we reached out to experts who pointed us to wildlifeanimalcontrol.com slash alligatorkill.html that I will now read verbatim. Uh, hopefully this is uh, helpful. Many people who are trying to deal with an alligator will look to shoot the alligator, but this is a solution that is really only suitable for a good marksman. Although the alligator may make for a large target, it can move very quickly, and it is important to have a well-placed shot to kill the alligator in one shot. Another option that people can use is a harpoon gun to shoot the alligator, and if the spear doesn't kill the alligator immediately, they can then use a machete or another blade to decapitate the animal. Shooting alligators is a really difficult thing to do successfully, and especially for those who have to get close to the alligator while it is still alive. It can also be quite risky. So according to the experts here, uh, unless you're a sniper, I, I think you're probably out of luck, uh, and you should probably just wait for the gators to, to nut and boogie. Uh, if they've got you trapped, please, uh, please try to register with the Fakahatchee Emergency Management. Uh, I know they've been doing their best to airdrop uh, much-needed supplies like cans of Scud and, and Little Debbie Nutty Bars to residents still trapped in their house. Uh, also, it's a good time to reach out to your neighbors to make sure they're okay. Uh, we're all in this together, and uh, we certainly don't want to lose any night drivers to a gator popping out mid-coitus for a human sandwich. Uh, so look out for one another out there, and um, I mean, if there is a, a bright spot in this, uh, the good news is that they are clearing up, uh, however slowly, uh, but hopefully they'll all be gone by the time the Mayor's Day parade rolls around. I, I know for many of us, that's sort of the bright spot uh, that we're clinging to, to to get through this. I hope you'll all join me tonight on my show Night Drive that starts at... Uh, 5 p.m. Uh, tonight, we'll just be taking the pulse of Fakahashi. Where's your head at? What's going on with you besides, besides these gators? We'll just do a jaw session, a little back and forth. Uh, I'm not going to set the topic. We'll just kind of see what's on your mind out there. And uh, nice rapport. I'm Horace Wexler. We'll be back with uh, more of your favorite Top 40 hits uh, coming up right after this ad. Fakahashi Radio. 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 Still American for now. Hello, my lovelies. We all know the magic of watching a sleeping pet nestle comfortably in their bed when who should be at the door but the dream fairy. Sprinkling sweet dreams into your pup-up or kitten's head, 
they could be dreaming about almost anything in those teeny tiny little eensy skulls, and you never know what unless you call me Fliff Moonkiss, Pet Dream Interpreter. I'll tell you all about the sweet little nonsense your little cuddle bug is dreaming of. Miss Moonkiss helped me get into my bloodhound Basil's dreams. Apparently, he dreamt he was Barack Obama, but like a dog version named Bark Obama. And he had to make the difficult call to use drone strikes on Catalan, which Miss Moonkiss ensures me was full of cat terrorists. Darn if I can't see the full weight of that decision on my boy Basil's face every day. Who's a very good president? Yes, you are. Fliff was wonderful. Super professional. She said my cat, Pickles, was dreaming about being in a tiny little sailboat sailing around on the moon. Oh, and the moon was made of milk. And Pickles drank her fill. Because she had found a way to pick up the pieces after I'd been shot to death by an intruder after my jewelry. It was sweet. Terrifying, but sweet. Pickles was a real sweetie. Ooh, I could just eat her up! My labrachitsu Horatio kept licking his lips while he was dreaming. Apparently he was lusting after the tasty sweet smell of cooked meat, and that meat was me, as I burned to death in a fire because I had left the oven on after making a very delicious blueberry pie. This is good information to have, I think. Horatio was so darling, what a little munchkin. I have dozens of happy clients who let me solve the magical mysteries of their pet's escapades to dreamland, and I want to do it for you, so call me today. Or you can go to InMyPetsHead.com to book a dream consultation immediately. Almost everyone is too embarrassed to ask for their money back. Fliff Moonkiss, Pet Dream Interpreter. Fliff Moonkiss, Pet Dream Interpreter.